Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody, this is Nancy McCready. Welcome to Tent Talk. On today's episode, I talk about a key strategy of crucial decisions, crucial conversations, when we are in these emerging days coming out of all of the isolation, coming out of all of the social distancing, we are emerging, but how we emerge is very key. Take a listen. I hope it provokes you deeper in your life with him. Hey, everybody. We are here again to talk about crucial decisions and having crucial conversations. Now, we are right now in the midst of a, uh, the emerging out, the slow time-released emerging out from this whole COVID-19 coronavirus lockdown, shutdown, quarantine, uh, you know, social distancing, all of these terms that have become, you know, now such a part of uh, the, you know, conversation that's happening uh, in our nation. And so today I just want to, again, just kind of give a punch of, of just boom. Now just think about this, okay? In the midst of all that's going on, you do know that the long-range plan of God is still going on. Plan A is still on. And so, you know, God knows all things. He sees all things, but he is waiting for us to get into the clarity of our partnership with him, what he desires to accomplish through sons who live and breathe that the will of the father might be accomplished. And so today I want to look again at, you might be one drawer pull away uh, from strong discovery. And uh, so maybe you've got a desk that's got like seven drawers on it. And I'm telling you that drawer pull by drawer pull by drawer pull, God is beginning to take us deeper if we're willing to go with him deeper and deeper in. So oftentimes we just stay on the surface and we say, well, you know, I just don't know what the will of God is. Well, actually, you might know what the will of God is, but you're not willing to do it. It doesn't suit your purposes. You're afraid. Uh, like, you know, I mentioned someone, you know, on the last time we were together that it, it looked like they were really trying, you know, they were committed to the marriage. And I had to say to them, no, I think you were committed to the money because to have to face the the lies that are within their life and, and they're quite painful. So, so many times this is a part of our own pain management is we're not willing to face certain truth with Holy Spirit in our partnership with him because to have to face that truth is so unbelievably painful and shaming and and just like it's like we think it's going to destroy our life when we don't realize we'll we'll know the the sin and the lie that's actually present is what's destroying things bringing those things to the light walking with holy spirit into truth is the emerging into light and health and healing and deliverance and getting on with the big life that God has for you. So oftentimes, again, we choose to stay on the surface and we cloak ourselves in the language of, I just don't know, you know, I'm just not sure what to do. It's all so confusing. We'll pull open a drawer. Oh, and suddenly you realize, oh, there's some truth right there. 
And am I willing, if you will, drawer by drawer, to continue to cultivate this life, fellowship, partnership with Holy Spirit? Last time I said that we've got to get clarity on our partnership with Holy Spirit, because you're not going to stay confused and clueless if you continue with him. He's called the Spirit of Truth, and we are called sons of light, sons of the day. In 1 Thessalonians 5, we cannot stay in the shadows. It's time for crucial decisions, crucial conversations. And in this time of emerging, my friends, I implore you, leave behind all your attempts of goodness and religious respectability and cultural Christianity. Shed your snake skin and and step more and more, if you will, into the masterpiece skin of who God has called you to be. This is this is timely, my friends. Real time obedience. We're in real time living with with him, you know, abiding, this can't remain some mystery. Abiding in him is habitually walking with him. It's real-time engagement with him. It is real-time conversations that turn into real-time decisions because God is on the move. It's not going to be vague. So I'm very drawn right now because as I'm working with pastors and leaders and in my own life and the the oversight that God gives me. I have to steward my future. You have to steward your future. My husband and I have a sovereignty over our home that hasn't been given to a pastor, a leader, to, you know, some, you know, someone else. That's been given to us. And then in our freedom and in our sovereignty, we bring ourselves to walk alongside, you know, uh, others in authority and, and that type of thing. But you don't yield and abdicate the authority that God has given you over your own life. I have a responsibility over the life that God has put inside of me. And and so for us to navigate these new days requires such a leaning in and an abiding dependency. And this is where we find the things that trip us up. You know, the the things that we're like, really, is that going to be required? I didn't know I was going to have to make those decisions you know, and much like the one I want to draw out of scripture that is on my mind constantly right now, God revealed this to me years ago, but wow, the word of God is eternal. It is living. And so what it meant to me then is what it was then. And now God opens it up again and I find, oh, a new drawer. I'm just one drawer pull away. Just grab hold of that knob and just open that drawer. And here God begins to speak again. And the hinge verse is 1 Samuel 16.1, where the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and I will send you to Jesse, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And then invite Jesse to the sacrifice. Now you got to love this. This is what the Lord is basically saying. 
Okay, crucial conversations lead to crucial decisions. Okay, he has he is rebuking the prophetic. Okay, let me bring it into where we are right now. There is a deep rebuke to the prophetic. Quit telling people what they want to hear. Quit telling everybody, you know, just all the details about, you know, their life. The prophetic, when it comes to the true dismantling of the old and the building up of the new, is say what I say and move with me. Because what Samuel was saying is, Okay, in this season when the house of Saul was going down and God says, it is the house of David I'm going after. It is the house of flaming fire, flaming intimacy, flaming worship, flaming obedience, an unveiled face before me, confidence in me and confidence in who I've made you. The house of David is about to break open. I'm about to pitch the tent of my presence. Fill your horn with oil, Samuel. Fill your horn with oil, prophetic. Fill your horn with oil because I'm about to reveal in these emerging days what I have provided for myself, says the Lord. And Samuel begins to, you know, talk with the Lord like, how can I do it? Saul is going to be mad. Saul is going to be upset with me if I really follow what you're telling me, God. And I love it. God does not even blink. God does not flinch. God begins to give Samuel instructions on what he is to do to move with God. You see, God does not sit down with you and say, oh, yeah, the people, you know, in leadership right now are going to be upset with you if you do this, if you, you know, because Samuel was just coming off of really powerful obedience. But now when it was time to really move on, Samuel is like, wait a minute. Okay, Saul's going to be upset. The good is going to be upset. The one who values the good of man versus the presence of you, God, he's going to be upset with me. God does not blink. He does not flinch. He does not say, go back and compromise with Saul. He doesn't say, go back and plead, go back and do anything. He gives him instruction. And this is such a crucial moment in all of our lives. This is a crucial moment for pastors, leaders, visionaries, builders, intercessors, for all of us in our varying um, giftings and callings in our assignments is are we going to get stop mourning over that which is done? It is done. And the Lord says, I am done with it. You see, in our private lives, in, quote, ministry, all of these things, are we resolute in our obedience to God, no matter what the look is on another person's face, no matter what it may cost, no matter what it may appear like in private, are you still controlled by the facial muscles of the people in your family? Will you not speak and and live in truth and encourage them to live in truth also? Will you um, be controlled by the look on their face or will you literally be led by Holy Spirit? Because it says, get your horn and fill it with oil, his presence, Holy Spirit. He said, because God, my friends, is about to pour out. All right. He is about to do something we've never seen. And he's telling us, here's what you need to do. Get ready. 
These days that we've been in are have been days for us to get real clarity on certain things. And now it is time to begin to emerge, to begin to walk with him. And if he says, kill a heifer, you know, kill a heifer. I know you're glad we're in the new covenant, right? But, but you know, I'm just using that as an example because God is about to do something and it's going to be what God has provided for himself. He is not interested in the good of man and, and what we can produce because what the deal was with Saul was Saul could literally not bring himself to destroy the good. He just could not do it. And my friends, I say very respectfully to you, there are, God right now is done with the house of Saul and he's gone now to the house of David. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. We are in a seven-mile walk, a seven-mile stretch, all right? The old is done, and God has moved and is moving. And if we do not let that which we built, that which we think is so good, we just can't bring ourselves to let it go, what's going to happen in these emerging days is we're going to go loop right back around and be like, oh, I'm so glad that horrible time is over. Let's get back to what we provide for ourselves. No, God told Samuel, I have provided for myself a king among sons, if you will, David, which is obviously, okay, is going to be the type of Christ. It is his house. It is his tent. It is his presence. He's building his church and he does not need us to guard the good. We've got to come into major agreement with him. There are many of you who have been trying to control your family, control your marriage, control the outcomes. Those days are over. Can we not let emerge what is really true and real and authentic? Do not stay, my friends, where you have been indulging lies in yourself, indulging lies within your marriage, not willing to look at things, not willing to address things, not willing to call those things out onto the table so they can be dealt with. Many of us are still trying to control the outcome because we don't want to have to face that the marriage has been built on a lie, that there really isn't anything there. Um, and that many times we have stayed for the security, for the money, for the this and the that. And we ourselves have been willing to tolerate many things. And whether that's in marriage or in ministry or whatever it may be, my friends, this is a, a pivotal time, crucial decisions. Will I live as God calls me to? Will I personally navigate my new, even though everyone else is excited about returning to the old? Will I take real stewardship over the life that he has put within me? Will I pursue truth in my innermost parts and then obey that truth, no matter who, uh, you know, is mad about it, no matter the fact that the house of Saul wants to kill you? You see, good, my friends, always wants to kill life. Whenever the life of God shows up, 
good wants to kill it. And that's what we see in 1 Samuel 15, 16, and of course, all throughout the scripture. But this is the one that God is really putting on me. You know, this is the chapter of the famous statement where God, um, uh, it is said of God uh, in verse 7, when God speaks to Samuel, he says, look not on his appearance or at the height of his stature, for I, I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. My friends, the external is done. All right? it's God is, is done. And he has said to us, and so I say to you, okay, he is done. How long will you mourn over things that God is done with? Some of you are stuck in a fleshly grief. You are stuck in something and you're just sad over what could have, would have, should have been rather than here is life. The offer of moving with God right now in his presence, living in the greatest depths of freedom unto him. This is what it means for us to have our captivity truly turned and our fortunes restored. The real outpouring of Holy Spirit isn't just dreams and visions. You go on from Joel 2.28 into Joel 3.1. It is the turning of captivity and the restoring of fortunes. Do we count the Lord himself to be our fortune, to be our riches, to be our butter, to be our honey, to be our everything? Do we? Do you? I'm, I'm challenged again because in the transition When God says, I am done with the house of Saul and I'm headed to the house of David, I am going to pitch the tent of my presence. I am going to come center stage again. I am going to have citadels within every city, a city within a city. Churches are going to be raised up. People are going to be shot out into the, to the, to, to the uh, spheres of influence in culture. The kingdom of God is in us and it is about to move in a very organic and very real way. But in between is the prophetic and the fivefold ministry gifts cannot stay in the fear of Saul, the fear of loss of the money that Saul pays when you come and do their conference. You cannot live in the fear of these friends will no longer be with me. I'll no longer have that status. My friends, you will have the Lord and his flaming presence. You will know that you have yielded your right to yourself, to him as never before. It is time in this time of emerging to not be controlled by the things that have controlled you, it is time to go with him. It is time to move with him. Fill your horn with oil. God is headed for the house of David, my friends. That is what he is building. And we must be those who yield to him now, privately, And I promise you that will begin to show up publicly. We have to make the crucial decisions. We have to make um, those those real time, you know, put in your will towards his will and to have crucial conversations where we are going to say what he's giving us to say in the way that he's giving it to us. 
So my friends, be encouraged today. Do not protect the good. Do not say, oh, the Lord will be glad about this. I'm going to sacrifice this. No, he's calling for obedience. He is not calling for your good sacrifices. Okay, the, all that religious, enmeshed, toxic stuff. He is calling for his life within us, the pure, the, the, the true um, clarity that can only come when we finally break towards him and go. Many of us are living in deep confusion because we have not been willing to put the axe in. We are not willing to go to the root and cut. My friends, God has provided something for himself. That's what he's wanting. And that's what we need to press into today. All right. So I hope that this speaks to you in these emerging days. It is not flip back over into the good. It is go with God into what he has said. Put everything on the altar. Let it be as God has spoken. Let it be for his glory, for his purposes. That's where you live at the deepest freedom that you will ever know. You might be one drawer pull away, my friends. You might just open up that next drawer and be like, wow, I didn't even know all this was here and that it was possible. But it is. If you are willing to live in the deepest depths of partnership with God, that is possible. Because remember what I shared last time, Romans 8, 13. The power of Holy Spirit enables you to habitually put things to death so that you can go into life with Holy Spirit, Romans 8, 14. Let us cling to him. Let us take hold of him, my friends. Let it be the fear of the Lord, not the fear of man that we stay in. It's time. Crucial decisions, crucial conversations. Let's have them with God. Let's make our decisions and let's move forward. Let us move with God. My friends, fill your horn with oil. We're going to the house of David. All right. It's going to be the most powerful days that we'll ever know are before us. So let's move with him. All right. I love you all. We'll talk soon. Bye. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.